Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. Are you God's man? Are you a saved man? Weren't you called to righteousness and holiness? It's time to step up. All of God's men must step up. We've laid back for far too long. We've avoided the fight. Now the enemy is strong. The sidelines, they are gone. And the battle lines have been drawn. This is a battle that starts on our knees. Or on our face if he's so pleased. God didn't call women to lead. Many called to take a stand. To stand for our families. To stand for our land. Many called to illuminate the way. Darkness must flee in the light of day. Men dedicated to him and him alone. Men who garner strength from his mighty throne. Oh my brothers, it's time to stand. And when we stand, it won't be alone. This is Sam Tolley. And today we're bringing on Pastor Demicio, uh, Demencio Barton from Orlando, Florida. And we're going to discuss Black Americans in the Democrat Party. So let me bring on Pastor Demencio and we can go. How are we doing, sir? Doing very good. How about yourself, Sam? Great. Now, I like to ask pastors when I get them on, particularly when we start getting into situations that's delicate to lead us in prayers and bring this stuff before the Lord before we get going. So if you will. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We just give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. We thank you that you are our Savior. We glorify you because you are also our Lord. We pray right now your leadership, your guidance, lead this conversation. Make it impact the hearts of men worldwide. Ignite a fire to become the men that we were always destined to be, strong, steadfast, and men that do not back down or cower, but go to the fulfilling of your will. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, before we get into the topic at hand, I want to get a little background. Something I know you, the pastor, we are one ministry is in Orlando, Florida. Yes, 
Right. And if I'm reading your web page correctly, that's been since 2017. Yeah, that's when we started. This, this we started the whole boy, man. That's been a good deal. That's been good. Mm -hmm. But I always like to ask people, when did you come to Jesus? When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, it's it's a lot like this whole thing that we deal with and we talk about now. It's like, when did I get saved? Eight years old. When did I submit to His authority? I was twenty-three. Totally different time. Wait, wait, say it again. Come again. When I got saved, when I received Jesus as my Lord, watch this. We're supposed to receive him as our Lord and Savior at the same time. But right. that isn't how it happened with me. I received him, acknowledged him as my Savior at eight years old. Okay. But I didn't let him dictate to me and I obey whatever he says until I was 23. You know, I can relate to that because I think I was about 11. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember going to this holiness church in Pasadena, California. That's where I was born and raised. Mm -hmm. And I, and I asked the Lord to come into my life. And I, I remember getting baptized and I had a Sunday school teacher that, that told that wanted to win the offering. And she uh -huh. said, you got to bring in 15 cent every week. Now 15 cent was a lot of money for me. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I resented her telling me that, but I said, you know what? I'm going to get this 15 cent. Mm -hmm. And so then one day I got my 15 cents, got down and she said it's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, now because my mama didn't go to church, me and my sister went, but I think, yes, I didn't go back to church until I was in my 30s. Now I always believed in the Lord, I never doubted mm -hmm. his existence or his power or his authority. And I called myself making a deal with him in my naive self. I said, okay, Lord. Just let me live till I'm about 30 and then I'll live for you. Mm -hmm. But it took me, I don't know, you know, you know, he's, he's merciful and graceful to stupid folks. Yes, so, so basically <laughs> he, he let me do whatever I did, but around, I got into my mid thirties. It, it, it came to me. I was thinking, you know, I'm not going to be happy being a Christian. I'm, it's not going to be fun anymore, but I made a decision that I'm going to serve him. Even if I don't have fun anymore. Right. And then come to find out that I never had as much fun as I had until I started serving right. him. And then I got mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. I know, seriously speaking, for me, I got, I was, I really enjoyed church. I really did, even when I was eight years old. But I enjoyed Sunday school. That's when mm -hmm. the kids went aside and then we had all our little, our, our trainings and everything. But what happened though for me was, I saw by the time I was 11 years old, 12 years old, I was through with church, right? Because I was seeing like homosexual dudes jumping around, being up in the front of service and, and doing stuff. And I'm like, I'm looking for the, the men, the leaders of the church to say, nah, nah, this is not right. I mean, I'm hearing the stories about these, these dudes getting screwed in the butt. Excuse me, <laughs> man. And it's like, I mean, you know, it's like they get, and I'm like saying, how can that person be doing that on Friday and Saturday and then mm -hmm. be at the front of the church? You know, seriously speaking, grace didn't mean condone evil. That's right. Grace forgives, but grace mm -hmm. was to do good works that God ordained us to do. Grace mm -hmm. was not to me be meant taken as a pass on behaving right. It's just, and at times people take things out of context. I can be gracious to somebody and hold them accountable. 
Right. But, okay, but the truth is, if there is a use of grace, it must be because we are held accountable. Mm-hmm. If you don't, because watch this. What do I need grace for if there is no repercussion? That's right. That's right. I don't need. There's no need for grace. But if there are repercussions, if there are things that we acknowledge, that person, you know what, man, that's that's not right. You shouldn't be screwing over on your wife. You should be doing. You should keep your thing in your pants. Leave those girls alone and stay at your home and do right by your wife. You know, when we talk now, grace says, but you can be restored. But you, but you know, I'm with you, Brian. We'll go ahead and, and, and help you up and help you to go and be a better man. And, and you know, we all go through this together because you may be weak in an area. I may be weak in another area and we help each other. But that's gracious. But if I do not hold, be held in accountable myself and I can't hold somebody else in accountable, and if God don't hold anybody in account, grace has lost its savor. There is no, what is the taste except for when it gets that bad, that bitterness out of your mouth? Grace right is a cool drink it is a it is a common shower it 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 lets you know there is you can you it doesn't matter that you made a mistake what matters is what you do now i believe in you i believe in your life in christ i believe you can do better i believe you can have it mm-hmm. you know but i tell you what i, I kind of got in there man i just kind of got in there but but seriously 23 that was me 23 okay. That was that was when I finally did it, but I was one of them dummies, man. I had to I had to lose a whole lot <laughs> sitting out of the daggum alley. I had to lose a whole lot, and I had to look at my hands. I was like, all this work I did, all the stuff I did, and I just said, man, it came to nothing. I was yeah. like, I had been in school and all this stuff, and I just had screwed everything up. But yeah. grace, I, I, God, I, He met me in that alley when I was paying the price for my stupidity. And well, then we're not I turn back at that, our stupidity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't like to look too hard at mine. And, and this stuff that <laughs> I ain't told my kids till I ain't gonna never tell them. So yeah, yeah, right about that. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get too deep in that, I want to ask you a couple of other things because you you're right. you're in Orlando. Yes, I am. And and, and you know, I'm in Arizona. Uh-huh. I was raised and lived most of my life in California. I just been out Ooh. here for about three years. So but uh, you know, I'm reading, and, and I'm reading about the DeSantis Disney thing. And see, when I was a deacon at a church about ten years ago mm-hmm. in in Lancaster, I saw mm-hmm. some Disney stuff. Then, you mm-hmm. know, that was very demonic. That was not um, affirming. I mean, I, so subliminal messages. Just like you could look at, uh, if you look at the old VHS uh, cover of. Uh, that gummit, the mermaid, I think it's a little mermaid. Mm-hmm. It's got a, it's got a, a, a golden um, underground or underwater kingdom. And that mm-hmm. thing in the middle is a phallus. And mm-hmm. there, there's all kinds of subliminal stuff that I saw. But you being right there where these people are going to try to stand up to this evil and mm-hmm. the Santes are speaking against it. I, I want you to touch on that because I got you the first person I got this right there that can give me a little <laughs> something on that. Yeah, we've actually been there and stood in front of the, um, Disney and then stood at the, um, um, what do we call Disney Springs? It's like this here. Um, you don't have to pay to go there, but it's a shopping center by Disney and it's a big draw of, of traffic. It's 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 huge. And we stood there and stood against it because what happens is this. You can't be for and against us at the same time. 
You mm -hmm. cannot be for family and against family, destroying family. And that you remember back when they came up with that call that um, ABC underneath Disney, I believe they came up with this whole thing, a new kind of family. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that was that oh, was that was a show, right? That, well, no, that was that became their like a model during if you were ever watching ABC, you'd start to hear them say a new kind of family. Well, when they would say that at first, no one really understood where they were going. Mm -hmm. But they did introduce us a different kind of family. And when they said things like a new kind, they were saying, we don't want that 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 traditional kind. Well, tradition is just code word for Christian. Okay. Tradition, <laughs> tradition is code for you, 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 you love and obey your parents. You yeah. know, tra tra tradition, <laughs> so right. tradition had some very thing. It's like traditional means you believed in absolute truth. You, you weren't believing in subjective truth. Right. There were a lot of things that Disney started putting in over the years. And, you know, it's one of those things. I guess I guess I really started paying attention to it at the end of the 90s going into the 2000s when they had the big old fights with um, um, the last of the Disney clan when they were they were fighting to try and remain, keep it on, on track with the original vision for it. I really don't believe that the original vision was so bad. I believe it was pretty good. But mm -hmm. over time, it went totally in the other direction. I still remember when I was um, when our kids were pretty young. This would have been early two thousands, early. They were they were real young, and it's like I still remember one of my boys. He was I looked walked into um, the computer lab in our house, and the boy had um, the boy had some junk on. I said, "Boy, what you got that mess on you? You know, like girls and everything." I'm like, "What boy? What you got on there?" He said, "Daddy." All I did was say Disney, Mickey Mouse. This came up. <laughs> wow. And you know what? I looked at this little history. I said, oh, okay, you're right. All right. I said, man. But that's when I started to look and find out that entity owned a lot of other things that was the one that we saw was Disney World, Disneyland okay. and all that. But behind the scenes, they own a lot of really bad companies. They, they, I mean, you know, it was just like pornographic and all this other mess. It just was not great stuff. But as far as it goes for us, this was it. When Disney said, hey, we have decided this is a company, a company that had favored company status in the state of Florida, the right to govern themselves in a, what we had was this city area or this uh, municipality. Right, yeah, yeah, I, I saw that they, have, they had autonomy to do what they wanted. Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek District. What it was was Reedy Creek District. I found out about this back when I was an engineer. Reedy Creek was self-governing. Well, but it was self-governing underneath a company called Disney. Okay. Disney owned its own government. So it wasn't a part of Orlando, even though we heard the Disney World Orlando. That was a big joke. It wasn't or it wasn't Disney World Kissimmee. It was Disney World Reedy Creek. And mm -hmm. they controlled everything. That that whole thing when um, DeSantis said, "Okay, you know what?" The, and our legislature, you're no longer going to have favored favored company status. You have an unfair advantage over all of your competition. You have because come on, if you are the taxing authority and you are the company, you could do whatever you want, right? And so they literally came, made them really. It wasn't a penalty against Disney. It was a we're going to go back to 
fair across the board. You're not going to have inflated numbers where you're not paying your fair share of the economy of this state while you're trying to fight against rules that, and it was across the board, um, blacks, whites, uh, uh, Democrats, Republicans. It was just like independence. The parents realized we needed these protections for our kids. But that whole don't say gay bill, that was, the, that was a lie. It's a lie. That is not what it was. It was protecting your kids. That's all it was. It was a bill to protect kids. When they said it was the don't say gay, they literally said, we know better than the parents. We know better than the people that the parents um, elected to officiate this state. And we give most of the money or give a good portion of the money to the legislature's um, um, campaigns. And if you don't do what we say, you're going to be hurting. You, you, you owe us. I mean, they were blatant. And that's why everything just went, just went. Either the governor was going to stand with the legislature and say, keep your money will keep our families or they were going to side with Disney and be a more of the stuff that's going on in uh, Washington, D.C. I mean, it, it was amazing to me that a company that was built on family and, and, and traditional American values, you know, because I've been to Disneyland. Well, I haven't been there in quite some time because the last time I went there, I felt like I was in the middle of Soylent Green. There was so many people. <laughs> oh man, Soylent Green was crazy. <laughs> so, so it was just, it just wasn't worth it to me. And then, like I said, when I was deacon and and I started digging in and looking at stuff. And then I remember I went there between Halloween and Christmas, and they had Christmas stuff up and they had Halloween stuff up. But all the Christmas stuff was secular. There was nothing biblical at all no biblical references was and, and it made me think about it so wait a minute there, there you know there's nothing here about god in any form or fashion it's just completely neutral mm -hmm. and you know i had told these deacons at the time look disney is evil you guys need to uh um, we need to tell the church what's going on and this one guy he was looking to get his season pass for next year. <laughs> so, so it, it, you know, they listened to me, but it didn't go too far. And, and I always wondering, what are they thinking now? What do they think about it now? Because right. these folks are blatant, like that that video or picture. They had this full-grown man in this blue dress with a mustache escorting kids into some kind of room. I mean, this is this is insanity. Yeah, you know, when you look, it's like I cannot look and see what I see now and because of nostalgia turn a blind eye to it you cannot you must be held accountable for where you are now and mm -hmm. i understand where you were but that's kind of that's just like how god is with us um even in the old testament he say you know he he he's happy when a wicked person repents and repents and turns righteous Right. And he doesn't want a righteous person to turn and go evil. Right. But he's look at he looks at where you are now when he's dealing with you. And when you look and you see this whole thing, regardless what was happening under uh, Walt Disney, you know, mm -hmm. I guess if you want to watch, get some nostalgic kick, go back and watch the old videos from the 70s, I guess, or the 80s. And, you know, the the, the Sunday night with uh, with Walt Disney, 60s, you know, but 60s and yeah. Yeah, 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go uh, back to watch world that. of Disney. Mickey Mouse Club. Watch it from back then. 
don't go 90s and then don't go the 2000s and all that because by then you even see you just see what happened with it it one of the things that i i've actually looked at when i looked at that thing i just kind of heard you know you hear the rumors and i can't say a bunch of rumors on here but when you look and you see the fight that was had back in the 90s and, and it was televised somewhat when uh that last disney guy was was trying to hold on and turn it and then um without naming his name one of our present ceos of disney you know they 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 actually fought that fight hmm. it was going to determine what happened with it okay people have to remember this here and this here gets back on what we were talking about it matters who's it matters who is ruling. You can have the Bible itself and declare it is your guidebook for your company, for your nation. But if a hellion is the one who's laying his hand on it, or now they don't even have to do that, right? He, he's saying that, well, I'll do what's right for the nation. I'll do what's right for the company. You're going to have a company ran by what's in their heart and in their mind. You're mm -hmm. not going to have it ran by that good legal or that good ruling that's in the word of God. And when you look and you see Disney, that's an example of it. You look and see our nation right now. That's an example of it. Hey, if you really want to go there, you look and see our families. That's a good example of when the good men are not running things and then what's left does. There is no such thing as a vacuum when it comes to leadership. Something is going to fill that void. Yeah, and that pretty much brings us closer to where I wanted to go originally because when I was looking at, when I look at history, <clears throat> in the 50s and 60s, um, before the Civil Rights Actually of 1965, that act, and I think Patrick Daniel Monahan uh, was in the in the in the Johnson administration. He made this case for the the Negro when he was worrying about 25% of black people uh, were going to be father uh, come from a single family home, and he looked at that as being a catastrophe. And at that point in time, uh, people, both Democrats and Republicans, or anybody, got all over him for saying that. And now we're at the point where it's like almost 75%. Where at least 70% where there's one child is raised by one parent. And and I, you know, I think it's unequivocally clear that black folks were better off during the civil rights, um, during the Jim Crow era, before <laughs> they submitted themselves to the civil rights or whatever the heck it is with Johnson and the, the Great Society and all this stuff, which pretty much decimated the black family. And what I, you know, what, like I said, what I tell you, I want to talk about was black Americans in the Democrat Party. I do not. I've been on social media since 2011. I, oh, ma I made a decision when I first went on social media. The first decision I made was I'm going to try to post scripture every day. Now, I haven't been mm -hmm. successful, but I've been I got a lot. I got more than than I don't. Gotcha. But then I said. I'm going to speak to what I believe is true. And and I think. I think at the end of the Reagan era, it was about the end of the Reagan era when I got out of the Democrat Party. I found out, I mean, I went to school and when I was in school and stuff in the 70s, I got out of school in 1970. Uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> in those days, they would have you thinking 
that black folks, that the Democrat Party was the heroes and, the, and that slavery and Jim Crow and all this stuff came from the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And once I found out what the truth was, mm-hmm. I started really investigating. Then I really saw what the history was that the Democrat Party was a party of all that stuff. I wanted to tell people. And once I started trying to talk to a bunch of black folks, many of them, it was like I was shooting BBs at a brick wall. And it's still like that for a whole lot of them. And I just yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, you know, I, I just so you know, I, I grew up here in Florida. I am a native Floridian. They, they, we do exist. And literally, backwoods, Florida, I grew up in the country. And my family was diehard Democrat. But I kid you not. When I was a kid and I started to pay attention, my mom and everybody would be watching the news and everything. And I was watching Jimmy Carter. And I was thinking, because I knew not to say it. Because if you say it, it's one thing to think it is nothing to say it in my mama's household. Because if you did, you're gonna have a you're gonna have to listen to about two hours worth of arguing, and but she about ready to kick you out the house, right? Because I'm picking at one of her heroes, because Jimmy put food on the table. He, he was the peanut farmer, right? So here I am. I was there and I, I look and I, I saw like, I think that was the Iran incident when you saw the helicopter and you saw all of the, our men burn up and killed in that debacle. And I was like, this got to be one of the dumbest people I ever met. How in the world could he be a president? I had I, I just started paying attention as a kid. I was like, man, this guy. I understand that he did something concerning food and, 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 and you know, welfare or whatever it is, or, 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 or my mom was working for, this, for, the, for the, get the government. And it was like, I understood that those positions prospered, but I was like, man, you know, this guy going to get somebody killed. And you remember back then we had the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So in Florida, what you would see was every, um, every day almost, you see the jet streams from all the jets scrambling. Like you'd be out there, you're playing in PE, physical education, and then all you see are the jet streams. Yeah. And I had no peace with Jimmy. Mm. And then a man by the name of Ronald Reagan became <laughs> the president of the United States of America. Mm. And that was the first time, because I was reading the paper. And it, I, me and my buddies, we read the paper. We were made to read. And it's like, I was reading and I saw where he came up with this thing called Star Wars. And Star Wars was real with us young bucks. And we said, that Star Wars and that shield made sense. Because all we figured they were these other guys, these Democrats were going to do, this is me and my buddies. We knew not to say it around our parents because we knew we were going to catch it. But when we'd be by ourselves, we'd be like, I'm I'm for Ronald. I'm for Ronnie, because we call it Ronnie Reagan. I'm for Ronnie Reagan, because this man makes sense. Everybody else going to send us out into this, into this here uh, battlefield. Somebody going to drop the bomb on us. Remember that song? They dropped the bomb on the baby. He got, we going to have the bomb get dropped on us, and we dead. Mm. And then these old people going to end up making some kind of treaty, and all of us done. And they just wiped us out. And we said, you know what? We'll go with the person who makes sense, not the person just because somebody else said you got to go with them. And so Mm -hmm. me and all my friends, that's what we did. And I tell I kid you not, I didn't find out to years later. I was judging people based off of 
how they performed, how did they, what were they really doing? Was it evil? Was it good? I was judging based off of that. I was not judging based off of rhetoric of, oh, the Republicans are evil haters of, you know, because if you just look and you see the things that it gets accused on the Republicans, the black people are the things that the Democrats are doing to you. Yeah. I could yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't fathom at times some of the ridiculous arguments that I heard. I, I just couldn't fathom it. But I will say this here too. When you look at where a lot of this began, um, it's a lot of different points throughout history. But one of the main points too where this all began was um in the 19, it was with um uh FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm. Him when he created that you remember he was trying to help people and you had a lot of this here welfare pro program started to start up then well yeah. one of the things that he did that was real big was he established unions okay he really empowered unions well with the good men gone the fight because cowards don't fight and whoever else is left and the young people left and the women when you put when you create a union a union you feel like protects you it protects you from the man and you and man that that's been one that's gone for a long time but it's like it you feel like it's protecting you but isn't it interesting mm -hmm. that the people who created the Ku Klux Klan are the advocates and the proponents the ones who put together the unions and watch this here if you bucked the union throughout our history you were in trouble the union was an enforcer. Yeah. It, it's amazing, but go ahead, bro. You know, I'm going to have to make one disclaimer here. Go ahead. <laughs> we're live. I thought I was recording for next Monday, but we're live. <laughs> so for those that say, I'm reading Manly Monday, but this is Thursday and they live. That is because we live. So anyway, this is Manly Monday, but this ain't Monday. This is Thursday as, of, right. this, as of this live thing, but that's all right. Um, well, my thing was uh, black people now. Yeah. I want to, you know, um, many when I when I when I talk to most of my black Democrat friends, um, or I'll give you an example. When Barack Obama was running for president, you know, I had a friend. I mean, many folks, all they saw was this. Yes. They saw pigmentation. I mean, it was two things. In my mind, I saw two obstacles, that mm -hmm. big giant D mm -hmm. and that pigmentation, because mm -hmm. they, their mindset is it was like, I'm a Democrat. You vote the straight Democrat line. So mm -hmm. it, it doesn't require anything. Now, they don't say that, but it doesn't require any thinking. No. Democrats are for black folks. So you vote for Democrats. Now you got this guy that says he's well, he's half black. And mm -hmm. see, I, I make a joke sometime where they say, you know that oh he's an african-american now i personally don't go with the handle african-american i mean right. I'm, i don't fight folks over it right. but i would say barack obama i would say yes he's definitely an african-american because his daddy was african and his, african. And his mama was an american so right. that's here and over there <laughs> i like it he he went into uh, uh running for president he never denied that he was for pro-abortion you know, for killing babies in the womb. And I, I've never understood. Like I said, once I surrendered my life to the Lord, you know, I look at Psalms 139, 13. He, he made me in the womb. He created my inward parts. It was him. And 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 thou shalt not commit murder. I mean, the scripture is clear. 
So, but this guy, you know, he he was he he never denied that, but he did deny that it's for same-sex marriage. When I found out later on that actually he always was for same-sex marriage. <clears throat> but nevertheless, yeah. all these black folks, Christians, they you know, yeah. decide to vote for him. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm a Christian and I believe that Jesus is Lord, you know, because because many people get it confused. They look at him as being savior, but I'm saying he can't be your savior unless he's Lord. Right. You know? oh. I mean, he's the one that paid the price and he's the one that makes the rules. So I'm saying right. that they vote, they're gonna vote for this guy when you have an option. It might not be the greatest option, but if you have an option that says, well, I'm for killing babies in the womb, or I'm for sacrificing babies with Baal or Moloch versus somebody, no, I'm not. I gotta go the other way. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've even told people, I said, look, if if one candidate, Obama, whomever, if I got one candidate who's 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 um financial and domestic and economical policies I think are great and they would make you know save me or make me money but this right. person is for killing babies and his other person's financial or economical policies are horrible but he's for saving saving babies I'm gonna go with the horrible one because right. I'm trusting God in the end to make right. my you know to be my source I'm not gonna put my trust in this other guy so I I just didn't understand how these people can do that. And then going toward the second, uh, his reelection, when Joe came out first and said he was for saying, I'm, I'm wondering, did he put Joe out there first to say it's for the marriage so he'd have to say it? And then he said that his his theology evolved. And they still, <laughs> and they still voted, you know, they still voted for this guy. I, I don't understand how you reconcile being a Christian and then supporting uh, policies that are antithetical to the word of God. You know, when you look at what you just said, I'll tell you mine. This was one of the ones that stuck out to me because you just named some big ones. Mine was way simpler than that. You ready? Okay. He ran off a policy of change. Mm. He was indescript. He never let you know what the change was going to be. You, you, you remember? Right. Change. And you'll have all the people, oh, yeah, change, change, change. He let you, me, anybody else think change meant anything that we wanted to mean, but he never defined change. And I had seen this Bible verse. I'm going to read it to you. I thought it was pretty cool. And it was a simple thing that warned me about Obama. It says, Proverbs 24, 21. Proverbs 24, 21. My son Fear thou the Lord and the king. Meddle not with them that are given to change. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Your, our own Bible, if our own Bible, yeah. this guy ran his whole platform and won the nation. That, truthfully speaking, there was nobody going to beat him in 2008. No matter what you did, that dude had the numbers. Yeah. Often an indescript promise to change the nation and he did and he I always, changed it from male and female hmm. to all the alphabet soup he yeah. changed it from, from he changed the the whole dynamic of of how marriage is considered yeah. he changed but his battle was against the lord his battle was not for right but against right 
Yeah. And so many people, if we just listened, I remember seeing the videos of his, the church services he'd be attending. Mm -hmm. Did you ever, there was so much craziness that this guy was listening to. I was like, even if he intended well, there was only evil that was going to come from it because of the error that he was being taught. But the scripture says that in the last days, we'll draw to our people, will draw to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, we pick and choose what we want to hear and who we want to hear from. And if that'll happen in the house of God, it'll show enough happen in politics, it'll happen in education, it'll happen in business, it'll happen wherever somebody want to be itched. So if they got they want money, forget righteousness. If they want if they want to fulfill and gratify themselves, forget, forget standards, forget, forget standards. Cause what's yeah. this here? Why would I hold it against them? They may turn around and hold me accountable. Remember what we were talking about earlier, you know, you got to have some, you got for grace to really have the effect that grace has. Somebody got to be held accountable. And that was something that real men were supposed to be doing. In the black family, it's a well, and I'll just say, and in, in people with our, our hue, because mm-hmm. I did this whole write up on this whole black thing, man. And it because I went into it because I, I, it was in my heart, I just wasn't satisfied with what I had heard. It'll blow your mind, just like we weren't even called Negroes until within about 300 or 400 years ago. That's a relatively new historical term because mm-hmm. it's derogatory. We we forgot over time. We didn't know because we probably didn't know their language at first, but Negro, Negron, it's, if, okay, watch this. Somebody say, I'm not a nigga, I'm a Negro. You just, that's redundant speech, bro. It's, it's, it's redundant. Both are negative. Mm. The word Negro actually means or uh, refers to the sun setting. It's things are about to get bad. Things are about to get dark. It is a time when good has passed the day and night has come and the fears and the problems. And watch this here. In about three, 400 years, a people which was not named that in the beginning, in a lot of ways, at least in the United States, looked like it. It looks like the sun is setting. Every time it looks like the sun is setting. The numbers are getting worse. The sun is setting. Things are getting bad. The sun is setting. But you know what? In my Bible, like in the book of um, Songs of Solomon, it didn't call us Negroes. That was a that's a that's a that's a slur. But it, I'd have to go back and pull up my thing. But if you look and you find where the woman was actually her hue, and it was speaking of her being a, um, being a person of color like we are, it actually meant sun, the darkness at sunrise. It means you're about to have a time of hope. When these people come on the scene, things are about to get better. You know things are about to grow. It was a totally different word in reference to our color. Hmm. But we, but see, this is a thing that we lost. Words don't lose their power just because people forget their meaning. Yeah. Words fulfill themselves, their seeds. God said this in the word, right? He said, the sower goes about to sow the word. It's the word that was being sold. Just because a person doesn't understand what something means does not mean that it has lost 
its definition. It's lost its effect or it's lost its value. Yeah. We, I've heard, you know, the more I've learned, I've, I've watched some conversations that the Democrats have and different people have. And sometimes I look and it's like, these people don't, I mean, the, the, I'm talking about the people here. They don't even realize these people putting them down. They're, they're, they're talking condescending. It, it I, really is pretty bad. There was this pastor. I, I went to a meeting. No, I don't think he said this at a meeting, but there was this, this black pastor and this white pastor was trying to figure out how to reconcile mm -hmm. ourselves in this racial tension. This, right. I think this was before Trump. But anyway, this, this black pastor, I remember one day where he was saying that, yes, I know that the Democrat Party is for abortion, and that's wrong, and homosexuality, and that's wrong, and blah, blah, blah. He said, but he says, but I got to do what's best for my people. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that came to mind straight up in my head was, oh, so you have more confidence in what the Democratic Party can bring to the black family than what God can if you obey God. What did the scripture say? Cursed is he who puts his hope in man. Blessed is he whose hope is in the Lord. It's only a test. Truthfully speaking, what if God told us to do something that we didn't understand or didn't like, but he told us to do it. But then somebody, whether it's a Democratic Party or somebody with money or whatever it is, told us to do something else and we'll be rewarded. Do you go with that person and their reward, this man whose life is like grass, here today, gone to know, tomorrow, cannot make, they cannot determine that they just going to be here. Do you go with them over God? No. But really and truly, people have have not even realized but they've made others their gods even men i mean you know what i wouldn't even be surprised if we went back in history and found out that they really were olympians but they were just men in power men and women in power and then they got these titles and over time myths were created around them i wouldn't be surprised at all you know people because it's like truly even all this stuff like the world economic forum and stuff Aren't they, in essence, creating a new Olympus? Oh, Just yeah, think about those, it. Uh, yeah, those folks that meet in Switzerland every year. Yeah, yeah, they're creating a new Olympus, only this time, instead of there being an Olympus here and a, and, a, and, um, and, and whatever, wherever the other ones were around the other, all the world with all their different ones, mm -hmm. they're just saying we're going to have one. Yeah, but it's the same that, principle. That one world government mindset and yes. make sure yes. we have enough... Uh, crickets so we can start eating cricket burgers and <laughs> not the cows anymore dude you know what's funny i thought about this today what are they really doing when they're telling us this when god told the israelites this is a little bible concept when god told the israelites to sacrifice the lambs the rams um for passover be right before they left Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. When they told, when he told them that, do you know why they, he told them that? The Egyptians, one of the animals they worshipped were those rams and them lambs. You know, we'd be looking at demonic symbols and say, mm -hmm. God told them, this is how much I want you to, to show how strong I am. Mm -hmm. My people eat your gods. 
<laughs> it's like that they're nothing to us. They are nothing to us. But watch this. They've done everything they can to instill that doctrine of demons of not eating meat. Yeah. They are trying to take us back to what they originally had. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just a very well thought out plan where a lot of people like ourselves, black, white, all of us, we was fell asleep at the wheel. And then now they have all these things that seem rational, but just like in them, them homosexual parades, those LGBT, you have, did you see lately that now they're starting to have the satanic symbols on the flags? The satanic symbols? Satanic symbols on the on the rainbow flags and stuff. Oh, I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, I was watching that the uh, this week and I saw it. They're starting to have it. It's like the the source will eventually be acknowledged, but they want right. us so weak that we can't resist at that time. We just have to understand there's nothing new under the sun when it comes down to this. But I will say this too: if you can take the men out of the household, I'm talking about right now. Our, our you know. This is all of us, but it's definitely us. It's like, right. if you can take the men out of the household, you have destroyed not just that household, you've destroyed the community, you've destroyed the nation. Women have a strength that's theirs, but men have a strength and a role that's theirs alone. And yeah. I, I, I was raised by my mama for my daddy and her divorce, but you know what? When I was a boy, I realized one thing real quick when I was eight years old. When daddy gone, protection has left the building. There yeah. was stuff that I had to deal with after my daddy left that it I I never had to even consider as long as he was around. Right. When men are men and they lead their families. That's right. Not not try and apologize for being men. But no. men stand up and lead boldly, securely. Yeah, you can honor your wife from the front. You can yeah. honor your wife from leading. You, you. To me, it's less honor if you get behind her coat string. Oh, no. But if you are, if you lead and you respect her, that's a good thing. That's right. That's a good thing. Actually, the Bible says that a kindness of a man is his charm. You should mm -hmm. be kind to your wife. But you sure. shouldn't abdicate your role. No. Abdicating no. your role has nothing to do with honor or respect. You know, I, I've always said that. Go ahead. Well, you know, if I get a situation with my wife, if, it, if, if there's a discussion mm -hmm. or that I don't have to win, I mean, if there's yeah. some mediocre stuff, that, you know, I'll let her have it. She, right. want, she wants to decorate this stuff. I, I don't care. That's her thing. Right. But, if it's, but if it's but if it's something I have to if I have to stand if I have to make a it don't matter if I get none tonight or not. <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like I that. Because I got to do what I got to do. Right. A man's right. got to be a man. Yeah. And 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 that role, that responsibility, that accountability. I mean, just like when when Eve screwed up, uh, we weren't condemned until Adam decided to make the the move. That's right, and, 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 and the first person that's going to be accountable in, in, in is us, you know, as far as our role with the family. That's why I trip off these pastors when when the, when the Lord says, "Well, these so-called pastors." Maybe I should correct myself. 
because the Lord says the judgment starts in the in, in the house of God. And I can't yes. imagine some joker getting up there on the pulpit, you know, cutting his own throat. Unless, of course, he's just a snake and a and, and a wolf anyway, and don't don't care. Well, we well, we made a mistake, and this is okay. I'll just give a piece on this here. When well, one one of the places where we made a mistake is that we held academic above academia above discipleship right. what happened one of the things that happened to us was we actually start to make academics of our leaders in christendom we stopped and so we had academics leading in kingdom roles kingdom of god our kingdom and that is an abomination an academic doesn't even have to be saved I do not know how many times I heard of the um, the the teachers, the professors at even Christian schools, not even being saved. They never, they didn't believe in Jesus, but they had studied theology. Well, I mean, shoot, they thought they could actually teach Islam, they could teach Hinduism, they could teach all that garbage. But the whole thing about it is, you must have a heart, the heart of our God. He must have taken, he had to take out the heart of stone and then put a heart of flesh if you're going to teach it right. Yeah. I actually, God told me, He said, The ministry, I want you to, I had never done this. He said, a few years back, he said, go, I want you to start to go to a um, seminary. I'm like, man, don't you know that we call them cemeteries, God? And that's a waste of time and money. He said, no, no, go. It was one of the most, I went until my, my. I went until I just couldn't take it, all right? But it was just like, it was like, I had one professor literally um, ask me, he's like, I've tried my best to get you to, turn to change he's like why do you keep holding to this it was the word no matter mm -hmm. what would happen i'd go oh they if they told me um i had to write on something i'd go old testament new testament and cross-reference everything i didn't just go to somebody's writing right i'd take everything back to the scripture and references back to its original meaning and then bring it forward because the shadow was in the old testament and in the new testament is the revelation so, okay. but everything in the New Testament is founded on old. There was no written New Testament when Jesus was here. That you mm -hmm. only had that Tanakh, that Torah. You didn't yeah. have all of this here um, the, in Hebrew, it's Habrit HaKadasha, but you didn't have the New Testament. You right. had what you had. And the truth is, we allowed ourselves, we just allowed, we allowed stuff to get stolen from us. We just allowed stuff to get totally stolen from us the truth we allowed the people who should not have been leading us to be leading us and watch this you had good men and women i don't care if they if they if they didn't have they didn't graduate from high school or junior high but they knew jesus yeah you know and they could listen they they were faithful they were anointed they knew jesus i mean come on it was only one apostle that was actually educated <laughs> I mean, formally educated. Now, Paul, name the others. They had criminal records. I mean, come on. It's just some like, you know, huh? Some were fishermen. Some were tax collector. Yeah, roughneck. <laughs> yeah, Paul was the one that, he, yeah, he was a theologian amongst them. 
That was the only one. God had to literally knock his butt off of a horse and blind him and Mm -hmm. then have somebody come and heal him for him to get the point. Mm -hmm. A lot of people haven't had that, had what it takes for them to have the light clicks on, click on. But in our nation, especially here in the United States, we'll take people, and now this is something serious about, about a lot of churches. We'll take people, these people just got, if they got born again, they just got born again. And you give them they, your pulpit. They got about two minutes, if that a testimony, that's actually anointed. And after that, it's just, it's the same stuff they've always had because their mind is still being renewed. They just, they got to get their mind renewed. They got to grow. They haven't even made their lives a living sacrifice yet. And you're putting all this weight on them so that you can fill up the, the pews. That is not No, right. you don't want to do that. I mean, even Paul, right. once Jesus knocked him down, I think, I think it took him three years before he got out there. Oh, it was a lot of years, bro. Cause he had he had a set. Then he had uh, he had a whole nother set. He was gone for what about eight years or so. He was gone for a long time. So he had a, he had a good long stint, two stints, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, where he had it. But yeah, I mean, when we just wrapping on to what we had talked to about, when it comes down to our 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 people that are just of our same color and believe in Jesus Christ, really and truly. Brothers have to, and watch this, I'm not talking about that violent, crazy, stupidity stuff. I'm talking about being a man, you could be strong and not be abusive. Yeah, You could be, you could be powerful and impactful and not mm-hmm. be cruel. I made it a point in my own personal life to learn what that meant because I had not had it exampled to me. Mm. I did not have it exampled. I wanted to have a good, great family. What? What we put our hearts on, it directs us because it's our target. If you really want to know what's happened to a lot of people, black people definitely, but um, but just people, when we were young, no one helped us to learn how to direct our desire of what we wanted to be, what we wanted to have in life. And because it wasn't, di- wasn't directed properly, we got shot out, remember, the child is like the uh, a arrow in the bow of a mighty man. And then he draws back that bow and then he shoots. Well, what is going on? It's the, what you're desiring, what you're aimed at, what you're targeted at. We have that stuff put in us from the time we're kids. Sometimes we just come up with our own and then we go shooting off. 20s, 30s, 40s. We start wondering what's going on? What's going on wrong? A four-year-old, a 10-year-old is is leading your 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old life, your 70-year-old life, and and he Mm. still want to throw a tantrum because his idea isn't working. Mm. We, listen, right now, I know that, and I will say this too, one of the things that did happen to us, and it's a truth, when you look at men, I was just hearing a study, I've been hearing a few studies off of this over the last few weeks. Men and women are diverging right now. Men, young men and young women, young men are actually becoming conservative and choosing tradition, traditional values, choosing more godly values. Mm-hmm. And young women are choosing the opposite. Yeah, right bad. now, it's a total, up until maybe about, I'm not sure if they said about 
eight to 10 years ago, they tracked close to the same. But somewhere over this Obama and then we had President Trump and then now Biden, it has diverged. And the young ladies are the one that are holding the liberal line and the young men have actually switched. Well, the men are going to have to continue to be men and we're going to just try to pray these women back in the line and and just hope God can make the difference. Well, he will make the difference one way or the other. Yes. We, we don't we don't look for the E the, and we just wait for him to get either straighten them out or get somebody else. But we 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 grind it down, Pastor. So we're right getting on. down to the end of our time. We could have kept on, yeah. but we're gonna have to try some other time. But if yeah. you could close us in prayer, I appreciate yes. it. Let's do this here. Everybody online, let's just kind of bow our heads and let's get in here before the holies of holy. See, the Lord said that his ears are always attentive to our prayers. Don't ever think that he isn't listening. He's listening. He will hear our prayer. He'll hear your prayer. So let's go ahead and let's do Say this with me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I thank you. I thank you. For loving me. For loving me. And having a purpose and having a purpose for my life for my life i received you i receive you and you now lead me lord and you now lead me lead me into the, all the truth lead me into all the truth of what i'm supposed to do of what i'm supposed to do you said you've blessed the work of my hands said you bless the work of my hands and i agree with you and i agree with you my hands are blessed my hands are blessed you said you'd give me words you said you give me words that cannot be gainsaid that cannot be gainsaid and you have done it and you have done it lead me now lead me now and i'll follow and i'll follow Make me the man. Make me the man that you've always that you've always wanted me to be. Wanted me to be. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Pastor. And no problem, brother. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, everybody.